Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 558. If you'd like to have a copy of it after you hear it so that you can review it over and over again and get it deep into your soul, well, then uh, we'll send you a copy. Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, It's absolutely free of charge, but you have to tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Whichever the case may be, that's free, including the postage and handling. I've got um, a strong message this evening. We have a letter and we have uh, a couple of songs for you. But right now, uh, I just ask the Lord to anoint this service. Lord, that souls will be saved and the church be edified. In the mighty name of Yahshua HaMashiach, in the mighty name of Jesus, praise the Lord. All right, now uh, here's the song for you. It's called, I'll be singing it, and it's called, In the City Where the Lamb, the Lamb is the Light. We have no need of any other light there, because Christ will be the light in heaven. And if we're in him, well, we also are the lights. The kingdom of heaven is very bright and cheerful. There's a country far beyond the starry sky. There's a city where there never comes a night. If we're faithful, we shall go there by and by. To the city where the land is alive. Well, in the city where the land is alive. Oh, in the city where they come at no night. Well, I got a mansion over there that's free from toil or care. Shines upon us now so bright We'll be changed to clouds of rain Until we go To that city where the Lamb is alive Well, in the city where the Lamb is alive Yes, in that city where there cometh no night Well, I got a mansion over there That's free from toil or care Praise the Lord, yes, in the city where the Lamb is the light. And you know, everybody is either going to be there in the city where the Lamb is the light, or they're going to be in hell fire and the lake of fire where there's darkness, but it's flames so hot that there isn't anything in the vocabulary of mankind that can explain it. And there's no words also to explain how beautiful the kingdom of heaven is for those that love the Lord. I mean, really love them instead of just polyparroting things that they've heard. I uh, was saved in a very supernatural way, and uh, I don't know, the Lord, when he showed me my wife, uh, who I was going to be married to, is uh, Susie, 
he uh, pulled all kinds of questions out of my heart, and he gave me all the answers. And I don't know, I I know the Lord. I know him. And then he poured millions, it seemed as though it were millions or billions of answers into my heart uh, regarding um, what uh, I was supposed to do. I didn't know what he was telling me, but down through the years, I've always been able to get around and get answers from the Lord um, uh, in tight places where uh, uh, evil people would rise up against me and all I would do is I just had a sense of that we're not to worry because the Bible never tells us to worry. The Bible tells us to pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, and so if you're worried about some situation that's happening in your life, don't worry about it. Pray. How could you uh, worry when the Lord tells you to pray always? If you're praying always, you don't have any time to worry. And the Lord says that his people perish for the lack of knowledge. And that's why it's so important to read God's word, because it is God's word. It is God's word, and his word tells you not to worry. It just tells you that the Lord is with you. If you're saved, then uh, the kingdom of heaven is in you, and you are in the kingdom of heaven. And God, the Father, God, Jesus, the Son, and the Father is with him in you and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, he, in his word, tells us that if God be with you, how could he be against you? How could anyone be against you? Amen? Amen. So you have to have faith and confidence in the word of God. Now, I'm going to be reading uh, in English, in English, from the Hebrew Bible here. And it's Psalm uh, number 27. So I'm going to give you a, a couple of seconds, a couple of a few seconds here to look it up in your Bible. It's the same, I believe, as in the King James Version. And so, therefore, you know, just uh, uh, read Psalm 27 with me. It's, it's really a good psalm. All right, so it starts out, and in the Hebrew, the Hebrew Bible that I have, Verse 1 is on one page, and I have to go, I have to turn to another page here. And it says, okay, verse 1, the Psalm of David, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Well, my light and my salvation. You know, have you ever been in darkness? Uh, there's no light, you don't know where you're going, or uh, and you're in a building. One time I remember when I was just a kid, uh, a friend of mine and I broke into a movie theater because we wanted to, it wasn't operating at the time. And yes, I was a sinner and I sinned. And we came in through the transit. And it was so dark in there I couldn't see a thing. And we were clear up on the top of the theater and I was uh, hanging by my hands and I could hear Arnold Knapstad way down below and I thought oh my god I don't know where I'm at and I don't know how that sounds like a long way that I have to drop to get down there and I was picturing that I would land on a bunch of seats and maybe break my back 
And so um, when I did drop, I fell about two inches, and it was on another landing there, and I was really uh, happy that um, <laughs> I didn't have to fall all the way down. And so the Lord says here, uh, since I got saved, you know, I never, I, I made a lot of money in the world. I mean, I didn't, that was just when I was a little kid, just mischievous kid. So uh, he says, uh, this, uh, the Lord, David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He's also my shepherd. Uh, whom shall I fear? If I, if I'm among a bunch of blind people, the Lord says that the people that are not saved and the people that are faking salvation, they're blind. And they try to lead people. There's people in my church that are blind and they try to be uh, pastors, teachers, preachers, evangelists, and they try to rule different areas of the church. And they don't ever report anything to me. And they're in darkness. And they, uh, some people are so foolish that they follow after them. And uh, therefore, it's like the blind, the Bible says, leading the blind. And so there isn't anything to fear in a world where people are in darkness. If you're in the light, you're hearing what the Lord uh, is uh, telling you to do. As I've mentioned before, there's many cases where I was in a very tight position. I prayed to the Lord and asked him, Lord, you know, what should I do? He said, get out of here within five minutes or you'll die uh, and be destroyed. And so uh, I would pack up everything, tell everybody pack up within one minute and throw it in the, the vehicle and get out of here because the Lord said that we would perish if we stayed here. And that's why it's so beautiful about the Lord being uh, your light. Well, you say, well, I don't have confidence that the Lord would do that for me. Well, the Lord says that he's no respecter of persons. And therefore, uh, what he's done for uh, others, he'll do for you. Amen. Yeah. If you're walking in the spirit, that means you're walking in the light. And if you're walking in the light... And, uh, and uh, the Lord is your salvation. Well, that means that if mean men, bad people, are cropping up against you, like so so many people are have risen up against me. A lot of people rose up against David, the psalmist David, because of uh, one man that was against him, which was um, uh, Saul, King Saul. But in my life... There's been many kings rise up against me, and actually the entire United Nations is against me. So I've got a lot of Goliaths and a lot of blind men that if I stay in the light and I just thank God for being my salvation, and I thank the Lord for being uh, the Lord God Jesus that he is my shepherd, well, then I don't have a thing to fear. Because let's face it, if everyone around us is blind, well, it's very easy to step around people like that. But again, the Lord says that uh, my people perish. In other words, they die and they go to hell for a lack of knowledge because they don't seek the Lord's word 
which uh, created the entire uh, universe. Uh, and also, he, God created hell. He created heaven and hell and all the heavens, all the galaxies. And it's just like massive. If you look through a big telescope like at the Hollywood Observatory, you'll see that the, the creation of God is so massive that it's awesome. And when I was a young boy just going out to deliver papers at around 4 o'clock, 3, 4 in the morning uh, in Helena, Montana, I came out and the sky was just like a jewelry case with lights on it. They were just, uh, the stars were twinkling in the sky and there was snow on the ground and ice and it was cold. But the cold never bothered me back then when I was a young boy. And I looked up and I felt, I just said, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. And all of a sudden, I felt this warm spirit come down upon me like smiling, like the Lord was very pleased with me. And it scared me because I I never really uh, lived a religious uh, or a spiritual life at all. Uh, my parents never cared anything about uh, that sort of thing. And it's frightened me. And that was, uh, before that, another thing happened in the little town of Wyndham, Montana, where I, I could hear a voice incorporated within the wind, a little breeze. I could hear it was the sweetest. I mean, I can't explain it. When you say sweet, then it would mean, well, it's not masculine. It was masculine, but it was like, also, it was powerful, but it was soft and gentle and powerful at the same time. Mentioning my name, Bernie. Bernie. I mean, I, I can't uh, say it. There's no voice on earth that I've ever uh, heard like that before that time. And then the second time, as I said, was in Helena, Montana. So I know uh, really because of the experiences I've had with the Lord I never got saved from that, but it just made me wonder, you know, is this a God? There is God. I didn't know for sure, but the Lord is my light. He opened my eyes that there's something up there in the universe, and now I know that it was Him. So the Lord is my salvation, my light, and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? There's so many people rising up against me in this world. Just like the Bible said that they would, the whole world would rise up against the two witnesses of God in chapter 11 in the book of Revelation. And they'd hate the people of uh, these two witnesses because they were tormented by the word of God. Because the Vatican, the Antichrist, Satan, uh, it says that Satan had uh, all these heads and horns on him. This is not a fictitious thing. This is what John saw. It didn't say that there were all these things here on, on earth, but he saw them on this uh, huge satanic dragon, a great red dragon. And so this um, Satan hates the people of God so much that he had Christ nailed to the cross. And uh, he also had... The He tormented the Moses and all the prophets, and he also tormented and killed most of the apostles. He had John, who wrote the 
book of John and first, second, and third John of the book of Revelation, he had uh, they put him on the Isle of Patmos. They tried to boil him, but they wouldn't kill him. God, as he had, uh, he went into the oven with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He went into this huge furnace, the fiery furnace, and uh, it didn't burn them. And the same thing happened with the apostle John. They put him in a uh, boiling pot of uh, tar or oil or something, and he never died. So they uh, put him on the Isle of Patmos in Greece and uh, let him stay there because uh, they just figured they could stop the word of God coming from him. They hated him so much, the devils, because he wrote, as I said, the book of John, uh, which tells us who the Antichrist is. If you read John 6, 6, 6, and um, then he wrote uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, which tells us uh, what Antichrist is again. And he says, Antichrist, actually, he says, there are these people that were with us, but they left. They were saved, and, and but they are no longer with us, which shows us that they're not of the Lord. Uh, they made an appearance that they were of the Lord, but they weren't. And uh, so they started coming against John, and he wrote the book of Revelation. And all he did was just told people what the Lord was t showing him and telling him. And he said, people are blessed very much for those that read the book of Revelations and receive it into their heart. And this goes for the whole Bible is a revelation of God. And the Bible says that the whole Bible is Christ. Christ, uh, the one that is our, our light and our salvation, and he's our shepherd. And he is the word of God. And so if we want to have Christ, the Lord tells us to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the whole word of God. And we will will be saved. We'll be saved. We'll be saved. All right. And you don't know what saved is. Well, if uh, I pray that God will show you a vision of hell and then you'll know what you've been saved from. You've been saved from yourself, your uh, wicked life that you've been living, and the wicked way that uh, your heart just desires to live, because uh, there's no good thing in the flesh whatsoever. So the Lord commands us to walk after the Spirit. When our mother and father got together, then we were conceived in the flesh. But uh, that's no good because the flesh is full of lusts. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And therefore we have to, if we really want to have salvation, if we really don't want to be blind anymore, if we want to have the Lord as our light and our salvation, to the point to where no matter who it is that rises up against us, uh, we will not be afraid because the Lord is our a guide, uh, the word is our guide, and to stay in the spirit uh, with uh, which is uh, the kingdom of heaven enters into us, because the kingdom of heaven, let's face it, everything is God's. All everything was made by Christ, by the word, and uh, all things are uh, 
made not only by his word, but they're made for him. And so we were made by his word, and we were saved by his word, by the word. Jesus is the word of God. He's God come into this world as a man, as a baby, and then he went throughout all uh, human life, and then he was faithful uh, to shed his blood for us. So that when God is looking upon uh, us after we receive Christ, all our sins are on Christ now. Christ became sin. Uh, He became our sin. So if we repent of all of our sins, then they're on Christ. So that means that Christ died for us uh, so that all of the sin that we've committed in our life is upon him. But he that's why he went through a lot of torture, and he was grieved. He was butchered so that our, uh, he could become sin for us. All of our sins are on him. So when we've been saved and we continue to walk in the Holy Spirit, well, then God looks at us and doesn't see any sin whatsoever because all of our sins are on Christ. He took all of our sins. But if we go back into sin again, uh, after we've been saved, then all these sins that uh, put him to death uh, go back on us again, and we make mockery of Christ and put him to open shame like it wasn't any big deal that 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 when God looks at us now, we're clean, and uh, God said, then Jesus says, I, I took their sins, Father. They're placed on me. And therefore, I, um, uh, you know, I, I am their advocate now. I say, Lord, but they, the Lord says, no, they fell back into sin. They didn't care anything about your salvation. They puffed themselves up. They've never given themselves completely unto you. And therefore, uh, they can no longer be forgiven for sin. There be, remains no more uh, repentance for them because they thought uh, that, uh, that the uh, sacrifice of your life, which my son Jesus, was a nothing thing. And therefore, they are no more repentance, no more repentance for these people. They committed adultery. They committed fornication. They went. They lied. They stole. They became lesbians, prostitutes. They committed adultery and fornication and all the things, lesbians, homosexuals. And then they are going out and join the United Council of Churches just so they could have a little more, a lot of money or maybe a little bit more money. They sold their souls because they turned their back on the light of the world and the salvation of the Lord. And uh, now they have no defense against enemies when they rise up against them. And so they never grew in Christ, and the Lord tells us to grow in him. Yeah, but the person that states, as David did, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Uh, whom shall I fear? 
Well, that's why everybody in the world is so fearful, is because they don't have Christ as their light, their salvation, their guide, their shepherd, their God. They don't, and they're in darkness, and they know it. And that's why they rise up against the two witnesses. They're rising up against the entire body of Christ, including the word of God. They've made war because they don't want to be told that they're going to hell. And the Bible says that these two witnesses in chapter 11 of the book of Revelation, that these two witnesses tormented the people in the world because they gave their soul to Satan. And they know that they're jacked up. They know that they don't have God. They know that they're poverty-stricken. The Lord has uh, touched their wealth and destroyed it because many of them have uh, caught some dreaded disease or someone in their family, and the Lord took it away from them and uh, will not be their God. Because So they have all these fears. Whom shall I fear? Because the Lord is my shepherd, my light, my salvation, and he fights for me. But uh, Satan will not fight for you. He hates your guts. He hates your soul, and he wants to take your soul and my soul to hell. Then David goes on to say, the Lord is the strength of my life. And the people that are lost, they have no strength, and they know it. And so they're jealous of the people, just like uh, this, uh, uh, the people in the Old Testament, where the Lord chose um, this one boy, and uh, he says that uh, the other one is like a, bo- a woman. His wife, uh, his mother, rather, was a uh, woman that is a bond slave. And so the actual son, that is, of the Lord, was the one that was Abraham and Sarah's child. It was a miraculous child because that child came out of a dead woman's womb, and also out of a dead man's loins. So they're saying uh, that uh, David says that the Lord is the strength of my life. People that don't have the Lord, they have no strength. They're lost, and they know it, and they hate it. And they hate anybody that they can see as being blessed by the Lord. And so they rise up against them. Uh, in these days, uh, day and age, they rise up on radio on television because they figure we will cut their cords asunder. We're going to make everybody in the world that have, would like to have ties to those people that would like to help them. We're going to say so many evil things about the people of the Lord that nobody will want to even know them unless there's something in it for them. In other words, when we want to hire people to build steel buildings for us, a lot of people say, I'm not going to work for them people. We heard what they said on Antichrist television, and they must really be bad. Look in the mirror, you people that think things like that. Because the Bible, Jesus said that all that live godly in Christ Jesus, they shall bring the uh, character assassination against them. So David says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom? Who shall I be afraid? They can say all the things they want about me on television or about my church or about the Lord. 
But I know the Lord because, uh, I, and I so, thank the Lord so much because I wouldn't have known him if he hadn't um, come down and told me, uh, you know, showed me the way, the truth, and the life. Then verse 2, uh, he states, and I might add, some of you people may not have copied down where we're at. This is Psalms 27. Now reading out of the Hebrew Bible. Uh, in English, when the wicked, even my enemies, there are people talking about me that have never known me, and these TV people, and the radio people, and the people that live around us, they hate anyone that's preaching the gospel because they're they're, uh, people of Satan. They're satanic, the Lord tells us. Now, I have to believe the Lord, you know, because I'm not going to believe the devil. Now, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. So uh, that has always happened in my life. Um, Like we had a lot of people in our church, and some of them fell away because they wanted to smoke dope. And they wanted to uh, be homosexuals. And they wanted to commit adultery and fornication. They didn't want to carry the cross of the Lord. The Lord says they didn't want to deny themselves and take up the cross and follow the Lord. And uh, these uh, false churches today, they don't want to go through persecution they want to live this luxurious lifestyle and just uh, join in with the Antichrist. Ask most of these uh, people if they think that um, homosexuals are of the Lord. And if they say, well, you know, we have to be uh, kind to them. Well, kindness is to preach the word to them. Amen? Amen. Because if they don't hear the word, they're never going to repent and to lick their wounds, so to speak, and join, oh, we have to be merciful to them. Was the Lord merciful to them at Sodom and Gomorrah, the five cities of the plains? No, he wasn't. He burned them all up, and he said that he's good. they're worthy of being put to death, and that's why people haven't got a gut on their body or in their body to stand up They're fearful and unbelieving, and this is one reason that many people will spend eternity in hell. Because it says the fearful and unbelieving shall be cast into the lake of fire with the homosexuals. And just so many people, heaven is going to be the biggest upset that you ever saw because you think that these big-time evangelists that have huge television uh, programs They go all over the world. They're actually stumbling people's souls. They're not of the Lord. What they are is the great falling away from the Lord that the Lord promised would happen just before he comes back to earth again. And they have millions or maybe even hundreds of millions of people that uh, listen to them and believe them implicitly. And uh, they're liars. So when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes come upon uh, me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fell. Verse 3. 
Well, this is so much for you to learn. I mean, should we go on to verse 3? Are you able to receive uh, three verses of the Bible? Oh, there's so much power and glory and encouragement. And uh, it gives you so much confidence when you read the truth. This is the truth. And everyone that says anything other than the truth is a liar. Verse 3. Though a host should camp against me, my heart shall not fear. Why, the entire United Nations is against me. The President of the United States has uh, written bad things about, lies about me in their book. Uh, Mr. Clinton wrote a bunch of lies. And I really, you know, I had dinner with him once and introduced him to Dolly Parton. I didn't know that he had a sex problem back then, or I would have never introduced uh, Dolly to him. She was singing at uh, this uh, ba- in the banquet room of the restaurant that I uh, was uh, running for the Lord. And she was singing gospel songs and other songs that were nice. So though an host should encamp against me, like they're doing today and have been for uh, going on 44 years, my heart uh, shall not fear. I don't fear a bunch of blind devils because the devil is afraid of me. Yeah. When uh, the Lord is in me and the Lord is... Uh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and his truth endureth forever. Uh, the war should rise against me. In this will I be uh, confident. I have so much confidence in the Word of God, and I have no confidence in the wicked when they rise up and they gnash their teeth and shake their head and say they want to kill me. Do you know how many U.S. supposed to be U.S. marshals have told me, well, Tony, we're going to put bullet holes in you and so on and so forth? I told him, good, make my day, okay? The devil has the power to kill you, but the Lord has the power to kill you and cast your soul into hell. Satan cannot cast your soul into hell, all right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, don't worry about your mousy flesh because it's very similar, I've been told, to a mouse. And, uh, you know, when uh, I've had uh, the Lord pull the breath in and out of me, and it, was, it didn't cause me any pain or anything, it just shows me how easy it is for the Lord to yank the spirit out of myself or you. And so that's why I'm so confident in the Word of God, because there's not, nothing else that can save my soul. There's nothing else that can anchor me in the truth. Now, verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Not in the satanic uh, nightclubs and um, uh, places where they show skin flicks and uh, snuff films. It's like the soul of the wicked desire to see these uh, things in a variety of different ways. And 
they really don't know when they're going to go out to meet the Lord. And when I remind them of this, this infuriates them all the more. Let's kill them! Kill them! Because they're tormenting our wicked souls. We want to be free of all Christianity because it's totally against the world system. Well, uh yeah, you could say that and do that. Come hither unto me, you wicked, demonic people. I'm not afraid of you, all right? That I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Uh To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Inquire of him. Lord, is everything fine today? Is there something that uh, is going to happen today that I need to uh, show me the scriptures, uh, speak to me in the spirit? Tell me what's up. Verse 5, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. Boy, that was the time of trouble. I didn't even know there was any trouble in Las Vegas when the Lord says, Get out of here. you got to be out of here within five minutes. And boy, he hid me. Uh, we all jumped in the van and we took off. And um, a couple of people didn't believe what I was saying and they stayed there. And just a few minutes later, a bunch of these uh, geeks that call themselves United States uh, federal government agents came in and stuck a gun down this guy's throat. He looked similar to me. And... Uh, he said, I, I'm not phony, I'm not phony. And so they didn't kill him. For in uh, the time of trouble, and that was trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Uh, in the secret of his tabernacle. See, like we are his tabernacle and he's ours. Shall he hide me? He shall set me up upon a rock. What is the rock? The rock is Christ. Christ is the word of God. He's the solid rock. Christ Jesus, the word of God. And when the Bible again says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that means believe the whole word of God. Verse 6. And now shall mine uh, head be lifted up above mine enemies. Now, they can say all the things they want, but the Lord told me, get the gospel out and people will know they're liars. Mm -hmm. Okay, he says, yeah, I'm going to give you the guy prayed after Susie died just that same day. Lord, give me the gift to write or to teach or to preach. And I'm, I'm going to study. And he says, uh, I says, do it. He says, I'm going to do it. And if you get my words out, they shall not destroy you. But I will, uh, and then he told me again that he says, I will destroy you. And he says it in his word. He said he'll destroy our enemies, doesn't he? Amen. Verse 6, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies. I'm above you people out there. Don't you know that? And not uh, only because of the Lord. I have no strength of my own. The Lord is my strength. Okay? And he puts my head, he rises my head up above you. Round and about me. Therefore will I offer in 
his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. When a person is really saved, they have joy no matter what happens to them. If you notice when they picked me up on false charges and put me into the prison, I had a big smile on my face because I knew the Lord was with me. So of a joy, joy, offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus, because you're with me. You're my light. You're my salvation. You're my shepherd. You're my God. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Now, you people out in the world can sing praises to, you know, all these football, basketball, baseball teams. But as for me, I'll sing praises unto the Lord. Okay? Mm-hmm. You are idol worshipers. You worship man. See, this is another reason why people hate me so much is because the word of God finds you out and tells you just what you are. If uh, you're not of God, you're a troublemaker. You're a false accuser. You, But the Lord lifts my head up above yours. And that's why so many people in the Falk area have uh, lost their lives and have lost their health. And people all over the world have lost their lives and their health because they come against me and the Lord is my salvation. He saved me from all you wicked people. Now, verse 7, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. The Lord, you know, he wrote the whole Bible with the Holy Spirit, and so he knows how to talk. And you people that don't believe that, they don't seek him and ask him to answer you, are you not saved? You're not born again of the Spirit. And if you're doing things that the Bible tells you not to do, you're not of God. You're in darkness. You're a liar. Verse 8. When thou saidest, this is verse 8, When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Verse 9. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Lord, just lead me all the time so I can just do what pleases you. Thou hast been my help. You're my help. Oh, my God, I'd be dead now if it wasn't for you, Father God. And I'd be in hell if it weren't for you. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. God created everything and to say that you are my God, my God, my shepherd. Praise the Lord. Verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. You know, my mother and my father forsook me, and I've had won a lot of people to the Lord, led them to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they forsook me. Actually, a lot of them made up stories because the government scared them. And, you know, you're not supposed to be afraid of any devil. And, you know, and everybody knows that the people that are running this government are liars. 
And you just wonder, which liar should we believe? Which liar shall we vote for? But the Lord will take me up. My father and my mother will forsake me. When they do, they do. If they're not saved, then the Lord will take me up. And even when people are saved, people fall away. Don't put your trust in people because I know so many people that say they're Christians and they're not. I, they, you know, there's so many of them, you couldn't count them all. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. You know, the gospel is not complicated. Serving the Lord is not complicated. The Bible says that the simplicity of the gospel is what is the stumbling block to most people. They think you have to be a rocket scientist or some kind of a, a you know, brilliant person to be able to know the Lord. But the Bible says, suffer the little children to come unto me. Because my word is plain and it's easy to understand for little children but people think they're so sophisticated, they have to, you know, go to the schools to learn about God. I never did. I learned from him and his word, from the Holy Spirit and his word. And that's how I know I'm really saved. I'm glad that I didn't take somebody else's teaching into my heart or my soul or my mind because I find too much fallacy in other people's teaching. But David and myself say, teach me thy way. You teach me, O Lord, and lead me in a plain, a simple, the simplicity of the gospel, the same, it's just a plain path. Because of mine enemies. What does that mean? Well, because if I'm walking in a complicated way, then my enemies will destroy me. But if I walk in a plain path, the way the simplicity of the gospel, then I, uh, because of my enemies, because I have to just understand everything you're saying, Father, uh, because if I don't, well, then my enemies are going to destroy me. But they're not going to destroy me because I walk in a plain path. Verse 12 Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. Lord, don't do that. That's why I have to walk in a plain path, because if I don't, he will turn me over to him. He's done that to his own chosen people. He turned them over and because they rejected Christ. For false witnesses are risen up against me. Well, the same here, David. There's all kinds of false witnesses against me. I proved to the judge in Memphis that sentenced me that I wasn't guilty. And I said, can you give me a reprieve? Take me, you know, blot out that bad record. And he says, now, the prosecuting attorney hid the books, records, and receipts on me on this uh, Internal Revenue Service case. And I, I found out and... Uh, they said that I hid the books when in reality I turned everything over to the government of Satan and they hid the books so that the jury would frown upon me. The jury of false witnesses. And then they had all these people that were my enemies. The Lord, uh, they just promised to let them out of prison and they promised not to put them in prison. 
if they would uh, uh, testify falsely against me. So uh, the Lord said, uh, David says, to deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. They say they want to lynch us. They want to blow up our children like they did at Waco. Because they say that the children would be better off to be dead than to be in the house of God. And this is the house of God. Nobody knows the Bible. I know, as I do. Mm-hmm. Chapter, uh, verse 13. I had fainted. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we're not just blessed when we go to heaven, but we have the blessings of the Lord here in the land of where we are alive. Verse 14, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Just wait on him. Don't get excited for anything. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen uh, thine heart. Wait on the Lord. And that was Psalm 27. And Sharon, uh, we have a letter here that you could read. This is from India. Dear beloved in Christ, Tony Alamo, greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Aaron. I am one of God's humble servants. Sir, my friend introduced to me your Tony Alamo Christian Ministry International Newsletter, and I read it. From then onwards, I've recognized that Jesus Christ is in my heart. I have accepted him as my personal Savior. I realized that many people are getting benefited in their spiritual life by reading literature like this. May God and Jesus Christ give you long life to finish the work you've started, which is to save souls. I request you to take me as your fellow brother in your ministry. I pray that you kindly send me literature, newsletters, history of Tony Alamo Christian Church, and Bibles, cassettes, CDs with love. I am praying with burden that your ministry may grow even larger than it is. Your letter was so much useful for me to grow in my spiritual life. My ministry is to go personally as one of Christ's many church members from house to house stand at the street centers and distribute literature. My desire is to give the gospel to more people through gospel rallies and retreats. Please pray that God may provide finances for place where we can build rooms for reading Christian literature. Okay. Well, you know, the Lord tells us, uh, I mean, after you read the whole Bible, you get the final picture. One stroke of the brush doesn't tell you what the picture is. Two, three, four, five, ten strokes of a... Uh, painter's brush uh, doesn't show you what the whole picture is. We have to read the entire word of God so that we can get the entire picture. The Lord says that we can't as, you know, when we just get saved, we're novices and we're not supposed to teach. Now, read the word. You have to spend some time. And uh, nobody ever gave Sue and myself any uh, money. We had to work or we wouldn't eat. And so... um, in that, uh, you need to be patient and uh, don't strike out. We're not, we're not, we're just to die out to the Lord and forget about what we want to do and we have aspirations. I never aspi- uh, was in, uh, felt like I was going to be a pastor. 
or anything like that, but uh, I just studied the word and listened to what I was supposed to do, and the Lord gave me that. Um, uh, he made me what uh, I am today with the help of Susie and uh, his word, and now I am uh, what the Lord is. Uh, the Lord is in me, and uh, he witnesses and testifies through me, and shows me what to do. And so don't plan it yourself. Okay, we're out of time right now. And uh, I'm sorry, you know, I don't have time to finish this letter. Maybe we can do it tomorrow because there's more instructions that are needed for you in this letter. So right now, let's get saved. You must be born again. You were born as a mother and father in the world, but we have to be born now into the kingdom of heaven. The Holy Spirit, you have, we, have to, we have to become spiritual instead of just natural. We have to become supernatural instead of natural. So um, just say this prayer and you'll become supernatural, but you'll have to pray and read until you become ready, till the Lord sends you out. So say this to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Jesus, with your Father, with the Father and the Holy Spirit into me. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. Your word says so. Therefore, I know that you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, raise your hands up and praise the Lord, and keep praising him all the time, because the Lord uh, dwells in the praises of the saints. That's where the strength comes from. So, Sharon, tell him how to receive a copy of this program, 558 CD or audio tape, whatever, it's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. The Lord tells us that he'll give us the keys of David. A lot of people wonder what the keys of David are. They are the keys of praise. Because the book of Psalms is, is, is a book of praising and thanking the Lord. And that's why the Lord delivered David. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another powerful message in the Lord. Until then, this is uh, some, uh, a song that I did with uh, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps. It's called Consider Me, Lord, Consideration. I run, which I run, only the Lord, only the Lord, whom I can turn, whom I can turn, Lord in your bless, consideration, consider me, oh Lord, consider me, I rolling high, I rolling high, the bellows defy, Lord. 
my plea. Lord, hear my plea. Don't pass me by. Don't pass me by. Lord, when you smile on creation, consider me. Oh, Lord, consider me. Bad winds may blow. Bad winds may blow. Bad breakers roar. Bad breakers roar. They beat on every side. Oh, one thing I know. One thing I know. And to be sure. And to be sure. In thee, my soul can hide. When I'm alone. When I'm alone. Without a home. Without a home. Friends and my loved ones. Friends and my loved ones. All are gone. Give out heaven's reservation. Consider me, oh Lord, consider me. Lightning may flash, lightning may flash. Wild waves may dash, wild waves may dash. From above, from above, whispers of love, whispers of love, attend my feeble cry. Boom, 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 boom. One day will come, life will be done. Lord, in your presence, let me be one. Lord, when you give up, have our reservation. Oh, Lord, consider me.